Movie Sucktastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast. It's an, also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Sucktastic or want to become a part of Movie Sucktastic, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, at Movie Sucktastic. You can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com. Or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com and check out our, our own little lunch.com community for Movie Sucktastic. Check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. What happened was true. The most bizarre and brutal series of crimes in America. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Even if one of them survives, what will be left? The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. After you stop screaming, you'll start talking about it. Rated R. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre opens today at theaters and drive-ins everywhere. You're listening to Movie Sucktastic. We are we are live. We are here. Yes, we are. What is that? Anyway, hello. Yes. Hello. Distracted. Distracted. Welcome to Movie Sucktastic. We're actually streaming like a day early, so um, anybody who normally tries to catch us on Thursday nights will be sorely um, upset. Surprise, motherfucker. That's right. <laughs> Fucking dokes. <laughs> Surprise, motherfucker! Um, best ringtone ever. I love it. You ever, uh, you, ever, still... <laughs> you ever see the YouTube video or, or the video oh. they have where he's just on all different things and yeah. it's just surprise, motherfucker! Surprise, <laughs> motherfucker! Yeah, I love when he's on the Wheel of Fortune oh. <laughs> and the words spell out "surprise, motherfucker." <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, we're we're back. Uh, uh. We are still. I'm sorry, what? Nothing. I just cleared my throat. Yeah, uh, this is episode number 305. What? 305. 305 of Movie Sucktastic. That's right. Uh, we are currently uh, taking our trip through the 70s, and we are now on 1974. Yeah. We're, we've been for a couple of films now, and we are recording uh, this review of the, epi- of the film that Joey challenged to me, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, From 1974. 1974, yes. Uh, Joey challenges to me um, at the end of our last episode, which was cut short when I lost power to my house. (laughs) It's good to see that you have power again. Oh, yes. It came back like two hours later. So, you know, I'm glad we didn't win. Yeah. I have no idea why. Uh, The whole block was out. Uh, Jesus Christ. Two hours later. But everything. Everything's fine. That sucks. Could have been worse. It could have been worse. And... um, uh, so we had to cut um, our short our review of It's Alive. Well, which I was to, to be to was be getting f- into it. To, well, yeah, yeah. But to be fair, we were we were we were heading towards the end of that episode. We were near it, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we weren't done. That's the thing. We we absolutely we probably had another twenty thirty minutes in us if we really wanted. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> but uh, we we cut it short, and I, I phoned in the uh, the end of the show, and now we're doing Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which some of you might have heard. Of, of, Might have heard of that um, one. Yeah. 
Now, uh, uh-huh. it, it conforms to our new format. And I feel like we need to explain it briefly in every episode for a little while. But After you. So the new format has us delving in to... Uh, we picked a beginning year, which is Scott's birth year of 1973. And what the new format is, we will challenge each other films from those years until one of us feels that that year has been exhausted. So, for instance, Scott challenged me 1973, then I challenged him in 73, and then he challenged me one more in 1973, and then I felt we needed to move to 1974, and I challenged him a new film from that year. The person who has who, who um, is in charge of challenging the film has the option to switch the year. Right. So, for instance, tonight, I challenged Scott to uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 1974. If Scott feels we still belong in 1974, he will challenge me to another film from that year. If he feels we've exhausted it, we will go to 1975. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so I don't know what Scott's going to do tonight. Are we staying in 1974 or are we moving on? We will find out. Yes, we will. So, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes. First thing, right off the bat, not a true story. In case anyone is confused about that. Loosely based, loosely inspired by, by Ted Ed Gein. Gein uh, you know, who was also inspired Psycho and practically every other... Silence of the Lambs. I mean, it yeah. goes on and on and on and on and on. Uh, correct. So, Ed Gein, uh, if anyone doesn't know about that guy, you should go buy a book because it's pretty messed up i think he's only ever been credited with one murder but because yes. he was so demented well, gra- he, grave robbing grave and yeah. uh de-skinning and using to that to make lampshades and furniture and all kinds of really absolutely insane shit he is one of the most famous serial killers ever my favorite fact about him is that he would dance in the moonlight dressed in a dress made of his mother's skin uh, with a belt made out of vaginas. Yeah. It's, yeah. You know, it's a risky accessory, but it's, he felt he could pull it off. <laughs> and, and that aspect of the cross-dressing uh, also comes into play a bit with uh, Leatherface. I, I, yeah, and so- in future films, too. More so in future films, they play they they go a little heavy on it in like Chainsaw Three Three D was it uh, Chainsaw Three D, yeah. Or was it just the third one? Uh, no, well, they went a little heavy on it in three, and also the yeah. the reboot. I think they they kind of that's the one from nineteen ninety. I don't. I'm not even. I can't even. I want to say that was that one came out in ninety, and I also want to say that there was an uncut version, kind of like the. Uh, um jason uh part seven the new blood mm-hmm. like you had always said that there's like some unseen crazy uncut version that's never been released and i want to oh, say that, that the third check texas chainsaw uh no. is something like that too not not third one no, no? It's, it's the um next generation i'm thinking of next generation oh that's yeah. right there is a european cut of that that's like seven minutes longer right and and that's the one that really, that's the one out of all the series that really played up on the transvestite part. They all kind of have it, but in that one, like, he's applying lipstick, and they, they, yeah. they tried to push the envelope with it. Um, I showed that I, during a bad movie day. Oh, yeah. An outdoor yeah. bad movie day. I remember uh, everyone... I mean, I gave everyone food and alcohol, so yeah. they knew what they were getting into. Yes. <laughs> it, it, it's It's... Texas Chainsaw is probably is one of the most iconic American horror films. Oh, yeah. Uh, definitely one of the, t- the major ones of the 70s. And uh, Leatherface himself, to this day, uh, due to the occasional reboot, remake, sequel, which are all fucked up as far as continuity goes, um, is still been kept alive by the culture. Oh, absolutely. Uh, up, up to and including the last film, which was kind of like a... Uh, a, a prequel slash reboot uh called leatherface which i still haven't seen yet i i didn't think it was bad it's yeah? not bad okay it's, it's worth it's it's definitely it's worth seeing all right I'm gonna, i it's, mean i do want to check it out i have i've had i've had it for a long time i think it came out got, like three years ago yeah yeah it's got its flaws but it's nowhere near as shitty as uh 
next generation. <laughs> well, yeah. So uh, I did a little homework on this. I mean, as I mm-hmm. usually will do some sort of homework, but this one was actually quite easy to do f- uh, homework for because it's been around so long oh. and it's so iconic. You literally trip over facts. This, and this, this it's film has been so covered easy. to death. Yeah. Completely. So the, the fact that it was made for $140,000, which mm-hmm. even with inflation in today's inflation would only be seven hundred thousand dollars this movie was made for next to nothing mm-hmm. and, and it shows well i will say this though it's got some really beautiful shots just just really beautiful panning shots uh just even like there's a sunset uh, scene where it's uh, becoming dusk i mean just like really they remastered this on blu-ray gorgeously i mean the colors are for a film that was muted forever mm-hmm. when it came out theatrically blue a dvd laser disc vhs it was a very muted very muted copy and to see it actually be as clear as it is it kind of reminded me of street trash like how good that looked when it was remastered Oh Jesus! Yeah, don't even get me started on that. Fucking so, beautiful. so yeah, it was made for one hundred and forty thousand, seven hundred thousand in uh, today's money, right? And now, it made thirty million dollars, which is around a uh, hundred and fifty million dollars in today's money. No matter how you cut it, and a bona fide smash. I mean, like it made a shit ton of money for an R-rated film in nineteen seventy-four. Oh yeah. And Toby Hooper had a really hard time getting this dis- uh, distributed. So, uh-huh. and and he actually he even went so far as to make such heavy cuts to try and get a PG rating. He still ended up with an R rating. So, you know, he didn't cut it back because he was getting the R rating anyway. But I can't even imagine how you could even attempt to get a PG rating on this. Well, and it's it's not even it's it's the tone of the film. It's like it's like Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. It's not it's not like the gore or anything. There's not really that much in it. As a matter it's of just, fact, I think it's been argued that this film has almost no blood in it. Exactly. I mean, yeah, <clears throat> minimum of blood, no real gore per se. Um, no. Now you mentioned you mentioned like uh, the cinematography. I mean, there are some yeah. great shots in the film. Most specifically, um, the shot. Uh, the low the lowdown shot behind the hippie girl in the short shorts walking towards the house. Oh yeah, I got a picture of that in the yeah. slideshow. And that's been that's been copied in every single uh, Texas Chainsaw film since. You have to. Yeah, uh, either directly or like some kind of homage, but like it's been done every single one. It just it's it, there are icon and even the uh, the Leatherface slamming the door, which pops up again in the Saw franchise. Well, let me tell you something. Uh, uh, not to give that away, but yes, it does. Oh, sorry. No, 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 no. I mean, we're not mm. saying when it happens, so it's not really oh. spoiling anything. But that is probably my single most favorite scene. Well, yeah, I would say that's my single most favorite scene in the whole film is when he slams that door. Just the transition of the door slamming, the... It's the, the the music or whatever you want to even call it. It's not it's not even real music, but like the transition of sound when he slams mm-hmm. the door with that deep, almost bassy, but also very high on the treble. Just when he slams it, it is so perfect. I I can't help but love that. Yeah, and that's another scene. I mean, I. I... I think the like the most iconic scenes that everybody knows. It's like the shower sequence in Psycho. Uh, yeah. This this film is like at that level of status, uh, or that status level, whatever you want to fucking say, um, where there are iconic shots or that are just always be known. Uh, Leatherface dancing with the chainsaw at the end. Yep. Um, the the whole sequence with the hammer and the door. Oh uh, right, I mean, right. Those the two hook. alone. The hook. Well, the, again, like like the hook and like the the, the walking towards the house. Those are kind of secondary. But I, I think like 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 those two scenes, those two shots that I just mentioned, yeah, are kind of like just like are frozen in time. They're always going to be there. They're always going to be copied. They're always going to be uh, referenced. Uh, you know. Do 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 do
I, I Someone did turn their phone off. It's not that. I, Mara and the kids are... They're, they're at the beach. They rented a, a, a hotel. A, suite, uh-huh. a hotel suite for four days. And I told her, I'm recording tonight. Uh-huh. And what does she do? She calls me at 8.20. Uh, Come on. Been doing this for 10 years. We go on at 8. That's right. <clears throat> well, now uh, I go on at 7. Uh-huh. Well, here we go. Let's read this text message. Yeah, I didn't think you were recording yet. <laughs> um, and also, uh, when you mentioned it last week when you challenged me this. One of the aspects of this movie now is that I am actually in Texas. Well, we had talked, when you had moved to Texas, we had talked uh, about challenging more Texas-based films because of you moving out there. And that never happened. Well, this is the beginning of that. This is. This, this, is, this is one of the ones, finally. Oh, she's going to tell me that my kids are want to talk to me. Uh, all right. This is what we'll do. The ki- they're going to be up to like 9, 9.30 anyway. So all right. after the show, I'll just call them. Okay. All right. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, so when I saw... Because my favorite website, as far as films go, is a site called The Numbers. You just type in any year that you want, and you just see everything released theatrically in that year. And when I was going through it to try and find a challenge for you, whether I was... Because I was like, should we stay in 74? Let me see if I find anything. And I saw Texas Chainsaw. I was like, shit. A, 1974. It's a challenge. B, we can start, even as small as it is with the texas uh films and and see it's always been revered as one of the best horror films ever made and i haven't seen it in forever it i think it's a good challenge so that we can actually look at that and see if that if it still kind of holds up yeah and, and like no one really needs an introduction to the movie everyone knows what it's about a group of uh a group of uh, hippies in a, a van uh, pick up a hitchhiker who immediately disfigures himself and starts a fire. Uh, they end up, they run into a well, couple of the creepy characters. He wants to get paid for his picture. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and he's like, oh, you want to pay me? Then he sets it on fire. <laughs> oh. which, which, which is not proper etiquette for No, no, no. Especially in an, in an enclosed vehicle with, you know, no windows open. And then, and like even the, the, their stop at the gas station, oh yeah, uh, is is been copied in so many films and homaged in so many films. Even like like recently, um, Cabin in the Woods and uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. There's just two examples of the whole. Uh, we're on a trip. Let's stop at the creepy gas station. Uh, did they do that in? Um, uh, shit. What was it? Um, Cabin Fever? Did they do that in Cabin Fever? They stopped at no. a store. They stopped at a store. It wasn't a gas station. Yeah. I don't know. Well, it kind of... And again, I, 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 I would be hard-pressed to say that Texas Chainsaw was the first one to do it, but... Maybe not. May, possibly not, but it's definitely the first one. It's like one of the first iconic ones where this is what you remember. Absolutely. I mean, you actually, you actually have a similar scene in um, The Hills Have Eyes. Oh, right. Yeah. Which... Yeah. So, and uh, and uh, what year did Hills Have Eyes come out? I want to say that. I want to say that came out. Seventy. Seventy seven. Seventy five. Okay, I was going to say seventy five. Seventy seven. So, yeah, even that was we the might, first. You never know. We might be reviewing that uh, when we hit that year because we've never and, reviewed the original Hills Have Eyes. If we haven't, then we're definitely going to. Yeah, um, we've talked about the remake. Yeah. Uh, several times about how it mm-hmm. scared my wife and <laughs> made me <laughs> turn it off. The original scared her. Scared her. Um, now, the question is, it, does Texas Chainsaw hold up? And, and and that's another thing that reason some of these films survive so long. Like Night of the Little holds up, even though it was made so many years ago. Partly because of uh, even even though it had a low budget and it's not exactly the most skillfully shot film, but it, it has iconic elements that everyone remembers, and um, the story is engaging. 
Oh yeah, you know, e- even a flawed Texas Chainsaw has all those hallmarks, and it was just like Night of the Living Dead. It was kind of the first to do what it did, at least to the extent that it did it. Right. No, it, um, and that's tr- that's. Uh, was this film? It wasn't like um, Night of the Living Dead where uh, it was. Um, I always I always forget the term. I always want to say open source because I'm a computer guy, <laughs> but. It's uh well, public what is, domain. Public domain. Thank you very much. This wasn't no. a public domain film. No, no, no. Toby Hooper uh, made sure to renew his. I mean, it's uh, been not, released. Oh, God, so many times. Yeah, I'm not sure when. I, I forget when the copyright laws changed, so it was harder for films to go into to lapse into co- uh, public domain. Right. Um. But at, you know, at a certain point, it, it would happen if if uh, the owner didn't renew their copyright after a certain amount of time. Um, and, yeah. but so apparently, uh, they did not. And that's let, how you, that's that how you get gems like child bride. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I told Scott that I would pull the, my DVD out from like forever ago. This was released in 2004. This is the, see if you can see that without the glare, the Texas chainsaw massacre DVD. It's got the chainsaw flip book, uh, style. And, um, it's got the the teeth on it, which is real nice. And on the back, it's got like hamburger meat, and it says "Fresh after 30 years." Released by Pioneer, Toby Hooper Film Special Edition. And I have no idea if this is worth anything. But the back of the DVD, it's actually like the the the, the ground meat is all textured, and this is like one of God knows how many uh, special editions that came out for this. Because back in the DVD days, you know, I think Sam Raimi made it famous. Like he'd release Evil Dead and Evil Dead Two. Like it seemed like there was a release every six months. Um, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, there, there's there's, the, there's uh, Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two, and Armory Darkness. There's like thirty different copies. Special combined. edition. Uh, what was it? The uh, Boomstick edition. I yeah, mean, just like I about, so many. I have about a dozen myself. Uh, I, I I I'm a sucker. I don't have that many. I have I think I have four. Uh, or five, but uh, and the two, the the one that's I, I think still worth money is the one that they made only thirty thousand copies of of Evil Dead Two Special Edition, and that's the one with the Conan esque cover where he's got his arms in the air like that. It doesn't even look. It's not even Bruce Campbell. It's just some guy with his arms in the air like he's Conan. You know which one I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So at last I checked, which was years ago, that was selling for about $200 on eBay cuz they only made 30 or 40,000 copies of that. It's a numbered edition. I have no idea if it's still worth anything nowadays. It, like DVDs and Blu-rays these days aren't worth jack fucking shit. It's amazing how they're not worth anything anymore. I have a wall of like 500 DVDs. I actually See if I can show show them. There it is. And you can see that it's the whole wall, just full of DVDs. Five hundred or so. And they're not worth jack. I might maybe might be able to get two hundred bucks for all that in a like 500 dvd lot like just get rid of them all at the same time i've seen that go for about 150 to 200 bucks which what is that like 30 cents a dvd yeah what a what a fucking joke i did the math on how much that cost me to actually attain that's like a down payment on a nice car that's how much that cost makes me sad 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 well you know what who the fuck knew that there wasn't going to be anything better than DVD? Like, for real. Yeah. Who, who knew? <laughs> as soon as Blu-rays came out, that's actually when I stopped collecting. I only I only grab things that I have to have on Blu-ray now. Yeah, I, I very rarely buy that's any all kind I do of physical now. media at this point. That's all I do. If I have to have it, I'll buy it. Other than that, everything is digital now. And, it, and I have all my stuff backed up to the cloud. So... If I lose it, I don't lose it. It just takes me a while to get it back because they capped that shit. So anyway, back to Texas Chainsaw. So Toby Hooper, uh, was this the first thing he ever did? 
Uh, other than maybe like a short film. I I I, I think so. Um, yeah, I believe this is his first film. Here, let's see. Uh, uh, no, he did. No, he he did. Uh, he did other short stuff. He did yeah. one film. He did a couple of a documentary mm-hmm. short and a short. So as far as feature films, this is not his first. There's a movie called Eggshells that he did. It's an hour yeah. and 29 minutes from 1969. Experimental allegory story about a group of hippie students in Austin, Texas who move into an old big house in the woods. However, something else is there and it's influencing them. So, so I guess so, it's another thriller horror. Type and, and the fact that no one ever talks about this earlier hippies uh, in danger in the woods movie that he made kind of says something. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I like the idea. There's like, yeah. Let's do the same movie, but <clears throat> instead of aliens, let's just make it cannibalistic rednecks. <laughs> oh, Worse for me. I, I have a feeling we're going to be doing a bunch of Toby Hooper films as we go through the oh, years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, what do we got here? We got Eaten Alive in 1976, mm-hmm. Salem Lot TV mm-hmm. movie, although that doesn't count for our challenges. It's a TV movie. It's not, right. it's not theatrical. Um. The Dark, but he was replaced by John Cardos. Mm-hmm. I guess that was the beginning of the end of that. Uh, the Fun House in 1981. Poltergeist, which we did review. We did the original and the remake, and we talked about how Steven Spielberg probably directed that film, yeah, not most, Toby Hooper. Definitely, definitely. It's got Spielberg written all over it. Um, if you want to hear that episode, go back, go to our website or go to uh, iTunes and find it. Um, I think that's in the past. It's not, it's before 200, but it's after 100. Uh, it's in that range. But yeah, Spielberg totally directed Poltergeist. There's no doubt in my fucking mind. Yeah. Um, Life Force, which I have the uncut European uh, version of that. It's the only way to watch it. Yeah, I mean... Well, I mean, when that came out, came out in 85, that was just edited for American audiences. And when I saw that I could get an, a, a European cut, it's like 20 or 30 minutes longer. Oh, my God. I mean, really, it, um, while some of the films he did <clears throat> do have their um, do have their their good parts. Right. Uh, I don't know why I can't find a fucking word for that. Um and if we agree that Poltergeist doesn't count because it te- because it most likely wasn't actually directed by him, yeah, which I think you and I are both in agreement oh, on. Oh, absolutely. Ignoring that one exception, Texas Chainsaw is probably the like his high point. The best thing he ever did. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. I mean, he. Although he, I've he's, I've always been a sucker for Invaders from Mars. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why I like that so much. I guess maybe Again, it's because it was a kid. I saw it when I was ten years old. Life Force. I got a soft spot for Life Force. I even, I even like Texas Chainsaw Massacre too. You know, I like. What that can one I say? Too. I do. But um, <clears throat> you, you gotta. He's he's just like Wes Craven. Uh, a little a little less Wes Craven. A little more uh, these other guys where their whole career is based on like their their one triumph, and then the rest of the career. Is oh, you mean like George Lucas? Yeah, exactly. You know, you know, they're they're not. They don't go on to make other great things. They go on to make other things based on the fact that they made this one great thing, and they do yeah. okay. Yeah, there's a handful of directors like that. Uh, yeah, I'm like again, I'm, I'm not shit talking Wes Craven. I'm not even shit talking Toby Hooper. Uh, but um, it's it's not like he went on to like revolutionize horror. He made one thing that that just happened to be become an iconic horror film, and then that just pretty much set his career for him. You know who's actually doing that right now? You could probably guess. Who? Jordan Peele. Of oh, of all people. No, he's I, not I reinventing kidding. it, but he's he is doing something where yeah. it's well, even if he goes back and homages and 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 is doing a, a a style that you've seen before, it's it feels fresh. I I I just think he but I, I think he's got more to offer. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think he's an example of like Toby Hooper or Wes Craven. I think he's no. actually going to keep doing interesting stuff. Well, that's what I'm getting at. It's like okay. I'm saying he's the polar opposite of I them. Thought, he's actually doing right. things and he's kind of 
not reinventing the genre of thriller and horror, but what he's bringing to the table is so good that yeah. he he will be remembered for not just making one great film, but probably five, six, ten. You know, who knows? Yeah, I, I thought you were, were comparing him to like Toby Hooper and Wes nope, Craven. I was actually doing okay. the opposite. So fair enough. Um, <clears throat> uh, I, I love cannibalism. I, I, I'm afraid, I, I'm I got some good barbecue of- here. I, <laughs> <laughs> I bet oh, you do. Oh, and, and what's his face in, in um, Texas Chainsaw? Uh, the, that guy. Oh, uh, yeah. I, is that guy still alive? You're just a chef. Oh, I don't think so. I saw. I have a picture of him in the slideshow of a reunion. Yeah, he's old. <laughs> like his name uh, is Jid Cito, and he's yeah, ju- he's, he's just referenced as. Uh, oh, yeah, he died in two thousand and three. Yeah, he he's old man in this, and in part two, he's like the chef. Yeah. Yeah, he's just fucking great. Yeah, he's. I take no pleasure in killing. <laughs> and then the next side of him is like, mm. like, but you can do it. <laughs> I'll watch. Maybe I won't. But I probably will. <clears throat> Even the Hitchhiker's performance, and then uh, Gunnar Hansen, who, again, you know, this film made him a, a household name. Oh, yeah. Even people that are kind of like half into horror, you know, have their toe in the uh, the waters. They know they who, know who Gunnar is. Hansen is. Oh, yeah. That's like Kane Hodder. You, you know who Gunnar Hansen is. You know who Kane Hodder is. Yeah. Um, they Just like Robert England, you know who he is. You know, Freddie. Exactly. It's just like they're iconic. When they're out of the makeup, you still know who they are. And, I mean, and the fact that they have the the horror conventions and whatnot, and they would actually show up and sign autographs. It just it just kept that going. Mm-hmm. Oh know? yeah, uh, well, Gunnar Hansen. I think he, he's still alive, right? I believe so. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. He just did like a film like a couple of years ago, I think. Oh no, he died four years ago. No. Well, I'm I'm thinking of, of the film. Kane Hodder is still alive. Then maybe that's who I'm thinking of. Yeah. All right. He did a film called Death. Ha- wait, wait a minute. Died in 2015, but did a film. He's credited in a film called Death House that came out in 2017. So either it was stock footage or he made that movie and it just couldn't get distribution until two years ago. Or they dragged him around like Weekend at Bernie's. (laughs) It's possible. You stupid shit. You know, and honestly, this this, this horror film probably more than any other horror film is responsible for thrusting cannibalism into mainstream horror. Oh yeah, just just like um, I'm just sure there like, was some in the 50s and 60s, but never yeah. as as open and as oh yeah, there's, famous there's, and iconic but, as this one. Yeah, I, I mean, like th- this this one like made it trendy. Mm-hmm. You could say, uh, just like uh, Night of the Living Dead made zombies trendy, or uh, Nightmare on Elm Street made uh, dream Elm, sequences. Elm Street. Trend. Elm Street. That's what I said. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I, I I was just what? talking about the actual street, Elm Street. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, think about it. When that film came out, Elm Street was just a normal street, and then when that movie came out, it's like, and you lived on Elm Street, and you're like, oh man, mm-hmm. <laughs> this street was uh, in the beginning. It was just named after a tree. Now all I think is horror movies. And and really, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, one film. Spawned seven other oh, sequels yeah. slash remakes slash whatever you want to call them, and uh, like just Texas. If you met, you know, if you talk about Texas, <clears throat> chainsaws are going to come up. Always does. Up. Do you yeah. own a chainsaw? Did your house uh, come with one? I do. <laughs> I do. It's it's an electric Ryobi chainsaw, Ooh, but nice. I do own a chainsaw. Look at you. Yeah. What are you chopping up? <laughs> you don't know. I. Hey. Kind of want to know now. <laughs> Send you some pictures. Oh, th- don't do that. <clears throat> yeah. Not that. Not I that mean, I don't have the stomach for it. Don't want to be implicated in anything. And 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 we're we're covering these films that were around when we were like well, I was one and you weren't even born. I yet. wasn't even born yet. So like these are films that we saw. By the time we saw them, we knew about them. Oh I yeah. I mean, like this this specifically, we you know. When I first saw Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I had already heard the heard about it. I already been I'd already been told it's the scariest film ever. Blah blah blah, and and even with all that hype leading up to it, 
like when you first finally see it, there's still something about it that, that maintains that. And that's, that's, I think it's one of the reasons it's not just a, even though I talk about it, like it's a fluke, there's still a, a, a rawness, but also a passion to it that shines through. Again, the performances of these, these actors just can not surpassed. Um, although I still get the great, my, the biggest kick I got when I first saw it was that John Larroquette did the voiceover at the beginning. Yeah, I've known that about that for years, well, uh, all the way I, back to like the Night Court days. I was, well, when I first watched this, like I think Night Court was on TV. Oh, was it? <laughs> and I was like, oh, John Larroquette, I know who that is. Now, is John Larroquette from the Texas area? Because uh, Toby Hooper, everyone that's in this movie, he was able to mm-hmm. get in the Texas area. Now, because it's a voiceover. Maybe they were able to do it, you know, after it was filmed and being distributed. But I want to say that ev- I read that everybody was in the Texas area well, because he had from, no money. He was born in New Orleans, so he was close enough to Texas. Well, being born somewhere, born somewhere doesn't mean that you didn't grow up somewhere else. All right, I know that, but I'm telling you. I'm just he was, saying. He was born in New Orleans, so that puts him in the vicinity. In the vicinity. I don't know what he was doing that actual year. Wow, there is no bio on him at all. On who? John Larroquette on IMDb. Yeah. I think there's nothing here. <laughs> it's like, Jesus, just want to know a little bit about John Larroquette. I've always liked him. Oh no! Yeah, I liked him on Night Court because he was a really good asshole. His his brief foray in, into mainstream films did not take, and nope. I feel bad for that. <laughs> I mean, what were his two big films where he was like the, the lead actor? Uh, Second Sight, oh, and God. Um, yeah, um, and um, Madhouse. That's right. And then he had that TV show after Night Court, and I remember the TV TV spot where it said. Uh, you know, 30 million people watched on opening night, and then it was, I think it was canceled after the first season. I was gone, yeah. Was That's like, where he, he ran a bus like, station. What happened? He was, a, he was a former alcoholic that ran a bus station. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, oh, and don't forget also, he was the bad guy in uh, Blind Date. Oh, that's I right. mean, those are the main things I remember him yeah. from, from that time period, the 80s and 90s. Uh, but yeah, he just, he just did his... His foray into film just didn't take off, and then he's, he kind of hovered in uh, made-for-TV stuff after that. Yeah, you know? that was. But I always liked him. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Doesn't, um, but doesn't say anything about him growing up in Texas or at all. So. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> what else can you say about Texas Chainsaw Massacre? I mean, there's uh, really, there's really nothing else. I mean, it's a short film too. It's eighty, only kill, eighty-three minutes. They kill a handicapped guy in his wheelchair. <laughs> Leatherface don't fuck around, man. No. No. He's like, uh, I don't give a fuck if you can't roll your shit out of here. And you know what? That's probably the, the, the like the worst thing he does in this film, I would say, just on that level. But that is like the one thing you never hear anybody talk about. So go, oh, yeah, he takes a chainsaw to like a, this guy in a wheelchair. Probably because they also made that character the most annoying, obnoxious character. <laughs> like it's like just yeah. like if you anybody that watches that film, by the time he gets it, you're you're glad. You're like you know you're. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Please let it face. Yeah, his name. What was his name in the film? It was Franklin. Franklin. Um, yeah. And the thing with Franklin is his performance is actually not bad. Like as far as how he was delivering his lines and and whatnot. Well, no, he was supposed to be like that. No, now, I know, but this you're is right. The Blair he, Witch, he, where where like she, you know, they didn't realize that she was going to be a complete, you know bitch mega bitch until they did test screenings like yeah half the audience hates her what's going on <laughs> this, is, this is our lead character actor um yeah but uh he he was very annoying he was he he played the helpless uh invalid to a mm-hmm. t in the film like to the point of where he can't wheel himself somewhere and he's like screaming someone's i guess his sister's name sally yeah, uh, or someone to come and help wheel him, and he—it just—it gets to the point of where he just does it so often. Um, would somebody kill this cripple, please? Yeah, yeah, that's, it gets that bad. And yeah. he, he makes a cameo in, in Texas Chainsaw Massacre too, as well. 
Oh, he does. I don't even well, yeah, remember because, that. Yeah, because um, Dennis Hopper stumbles upon his like skeleton in the wheelchair, and it's like he's he's actually like his a cousin of his that went missing way back. Oh. nephew, nephew, I think nephew. His nephew. Yeah. Well, the whole thing about them going to that abandoned property was that it belonged to Franklin and Sally's father. They they, they kept saying it's their daddy's property, and I, um, I think they were trying to get to their their daddy's property. No, I thought that that abandoned the abandoned house that they end up in was the house that they would spend summers in and whatnot. Because Sally, she mentions at one part where she says, "Oh, this is the room that I used to sleep in." Oh, okay. when they're walking through it. All right. So, and then they, you know, before they go find the house, they go to the gas station, and and the one guy, uh, the the guy at the gas station, the chef, he's like, uh, you know, you don't want to go on other people's property. They're gonna let you know about how they don't like that. And mm-hmm. Franklin's like, oh, it's our daddy's property. He goes, oh, it's your daddy's property. And then he's just like, I got a barbecue here. So that's how the whole scene transitioned. And then they end up at the house, and then Franklin was talking about going there like when they were on their way and then there's a swimming hole and yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. and then when they get there they're all asking about it goes oh yeah there used to be a trail between two sheds and he says it like two or three times Mm -hmm. so you know they were definitely on the property that used to belong to their father um but they never show that swimming hole because they didn't have they didn't there wasn't one and they didn't have a budget to make one yeah so and then they for some, I guess they couldn't find the swimming hole, and they go to the house where Leatherface is staying to f- ask for gasoline because there's a generator running. Right. And they figure, oh, they got gas. We can get gas from them. Maybe we can trade something. I'll come back and give him money. Like he was going to uh, use his guitar as collateral or something. <laughs> and, uh, oh, yeah, he bites it first. <laughs> that's the, that's the uh, iconic uh, door slam. Yep, sequence. he bites it first. Yeah, Leatherface drags him in, slams the door, and that's really how the film gets started. Uh huh. You know, more than anything, more than the the creepy dude in the van cutting his hand and burning the picture, when that door slams, the movie has begun. And and there are there are long slow sequences to this film. It's not action packed. Uh, no, and, but it keeps it interesting the whole time. Yeah, it's a good example of how you actually do like a slow burn or a suspenseful film. Yeah. It's all about uh, the pacing. Yeah, not unlike not not like the other shit that what's his fucking face does. Ty, you know what I'm talking about. Ty, 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 Ty West. Ty West. Yeah, fuck him. I knew exactly who you were talking about. Yeah, you knew what I was talking about. Of course yeah. I did. Yeah, that's like oh I know how to do this. Yeah, no you don't. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean other than that, I mean I mean it's a film from 1974. It's a horror film. It's mm-hmm. 83 minutes long. There isn't much to it. They go back to the house where... There isn't much to it, but there's so much there. There is a lot there, but That's... as far as... Well, it's, it's simple how it how it presents itself and how it uh, paces itself. It is, is simplistic, but it's it does have those complex layers. Yeah, I mean... Which is it, nice. A shitty little... A shitty little no-budget horror film shot in the, like the the middle of exploitation seventies. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, with no real, um, if you want, if you want to, no real artistic merit on the surface. I would say like it's not, it's not like a film that tried to be anything other than what it was. Right. And this film is currently rated seven point five on IMDb. Yeah, it is. That. That's yeah. What the fuck is that about? I, yeah, I, I, mean, I know. Like it's, it really shouldn't have that high of a rating. No, based but, on just on the surface. Well, but and the thing is, it's because it's so iconic. And but and on IMDb, um, so I have uh, for my Plex, I have the Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, that's what I have. I have uh, the Rotten Tomatoes sc- uh, score meter and all that for all my yeah, films. Mm-hmm. So it's eighty-one percent reviewer score. And I believe it, or and it's also like eighty or eighty-one percent for the audience score as well. Right. So, now, the one thing I'll say is, you know, that's skewed because every horror fan has to show their chops and give it a ten. Pro- yeah. Every splatterpunk out is going, oh, ten, best film ever made. Well, I mean, the movie. Calm down. <laughs> uh, Calm down. You remember the movie Summer School? Yeah. Yeah. 
what was his name? His name was Chainsaw. It was the, Chainsaw. It was I mean, Chainsaw. Was a, and yeah. his real name was, uh, what was his real name? Was it Terrence? It's been a long time since I watched Summer School. I really can't tell you. Francis. Francis, that's it. Was it was Francis. Okay. And he's like, the best film ever made, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And then I think at some point in the film, he either wins a bed or he's allowed to pick anything he wants. And he says, uh, class movie, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and they all watch it. <laughs> and he would and come he into the room like with the... Uh, with his eye hanging out of his face, screaming like on the first yeah. day of summer school, and it just turned out to be bubble gum. But and you know. and and uh, he would be on IMDb giving it ten stars. Yeah. So I'm just saying, it's, <laughs> a, it's the it's going to be a bit weighted that whole average. Sit down, Francis. <laughs> yeah. So uh, now, what would you reasonably rate <sighs> this film? Texas Chainsaw seven and a half is really high. I mean, I, I mean. It's, it's, I don't think I could ever go lower than a six, but I don't think I'd go higher than a seven. I, I, it's one of those things where just like where Toby Hooper, like people like, oh yeah, he's like one of the great uh, horror filmmakers of all time. Eh, go back over his record. I don't know about that. It's like he 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 achieved something. You can't take that away from him. Yeah. But I, I don't know if it's perfection just as much as he tapped into something that maybe he shouldn't have. Some would argue. I um, I don't know. Uh, I mean, this film is it's over forty years film, old. It stands the test of time. I mean, yeah, they've I mean, made how many movie. more of these, and none of them are seven. actually better than this. Yeah, seven. And, and, none, and, 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 none of them, them are better than the original film. No, but I mean, like, <laughs> if if you had never heard of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and this this was like this was not a famous film, and you just saw it at like at like two in the morning on cable, what would you think? I mean. You, I, uh, it's, I would still enjoy it. Yeah, but but would I would I start running around saying this was the best film ever made? No, definitely not. No, I it's just it, it, trying to be a little fair here. I went. I wouldn't um, say, hey, you Scott, you got to see this fucking thing. Oh I, yeah, I wouldn't say they, anything like that. Dude, dude, they killed the cripple kid. <laughs> um, I it's I, absolutely well above average. So a six, I think that's the starting point. Yeah, I, I'm. I and feel guilty giving it a six. Though. Me too. I think six is too low, but seven's too high, and we can't do a six and a half. Uh, and that's well, kind of you know cheating what? anyway. Yeah, give just, it a seven. Seven, yeah. I give know, it a I, seven. I, I just don't want to. I, you know, what I'm saying you just don't want to be that knee jerk. You know. No, seven is very. It's very above average. Which, you know what it kind of is i mean yeah just that opening shot just the opening shots of the film where the camera is taking pictures of corpses and just the sound that the camera makes alone yeah is it, it i don't think i've ever seen anything like that well you have because they've, they've they copied it over and over again well no no no, I'm, I'm, it. no I'm not talking about that i'm talking about back in the like early 70s you know i yeah, yeah. I don't. It might not have been the first to do it, but it probably was. It just it grabs you from the second it's getting those pictures taken, and then it pans out to the two corpses, you know, mm -hmm. on the the statue, and there the it just right there. I think it deserves the seven. Yeah, I, I more I than the si more than the six. Yeah, I I agree with you. Give it a seven. All right, so. Scott, do you have a challenge for me? I do. So, are we staying in 1974, or are we moving on? We're staying in 74. Oh, boy. And, and I picked a film for you that has nothing in common with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There is no, there is no link you could nothing. possibly... I don't even know if you could do a Six Degrees as a Kevin Bacon with this. This is a really, <laughs> really... Out of the field, out of the, we're not even in the same sport. Now, a few episodes ago, when I thought, uh, when you said we were staying in '74, mm -hmm. and I was, I was guessing a bunch of different films. Yeah. Is it any of those that I have already guessed from '74? I, I don't believe so. I will give you three guesses. 
because we both we both been looking for challenges, so we know what films are out there. I think I can but only with, go the three challenges I already went because it's the only three I remember. Well, all right. Well, without looking. Okay, I'm not looking. I just remember from when I guessed two, three episodes me, ago. Give me three guesses, and I don't think you're going to get it. Earthquake. No. Airport. Also close, but no. Airport. That's not airport. It's Airport 74. I think it's the one where they go oh, in the water. Yeah, but that one. Yeah. Yeah, and no. um, Day of the Dolphin. Day of the Dolphin. No. No, no, and no. No. And I can't think of anything else from 74. Oh, I, I mean, I only know what I researched when I was challenging you and a couple of episodes uh, yeah. before. I will give you one hint. One hint. Okay. One hint. Sean Connery. Sean. Wait a minute. Sean Connery. Wait, is that the space one? Was Zardoz. That? Oh, God! <laughs> yeah. Zardoz. Yeah, no, we should absolutely still be in 1974. <laughs> yeah, we should. And I've, I've never actually seen the movie. I've never seen it either. And I believe I have a nice 1080p copy of it. I don't have anything of it. I have to actually go get it now. It's available. I bet it is. It's that's that's the famous one where he's like in like a red outfit where it's like like really like V V'd up on the crotch area. The V and it's like there's like a giant floating stone head. Oh god. Yeah. Yeah, we're watching Zardoz. It's good. We're gonna be Super. begging. We're gonna be begging for Swan Green. <laughs> Definitely. All right. All right, Zardoz. Zardoz. Zir start, start working on your Sean Connery impression now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, always, I'm always honing that. Yes, Miss Manny Prenny. I am the last Sean Connery. I am the last Sean Connery. <laughs> anyway. All right, I guess we should go ahead and end the show then. Yes, we should. All right, let's go ahead and do that. Oh, God. Thank you, as always, for joining us. Episode 305 of Movie Sucktastic, where we review the 1974 cult classic, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, please go to our website at moviesucktastic.com. You can listen to the show, download the show, or tune in live every week with us and watch us review a film, and you can hang out. Uh, you can go to iTunes, and you can download or listen to the show there as well. You can go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash moviesucktastic. Everything we put on there from trailers to movie news to when we go live goes on the Facebook page. You can go to our Tumblr page at moviesucktastic.tumblr.com. You can leave us voicemail at 908-514-4470. If you leave us voicemail, we will play it. I am apologizing to Gino one more time because I didn't play his voicemail from like a month ago. And oh. I said I'd play it last week. I forgot I had it. Uh, it's not ready. It's just still sitting there. So, Gino, sorry. Uh, I, I promise I'll get to it next week. Um, if you want to leave us email, the address is themovieguys at moviesucktastic.com. And you can download the Android app for your uh, phone or device or whatever you're using Android-wise uh, for Movie Sucktastic. Everything I said is in there. It's excellent. It's free. You should have it. And uh, that about does it. Do you have any words of wisdom, Mr. Wilson? That's the last goddamn hitchhiker I ever pick up. <laughs> All right, everybody. We will talk to you next week when we review Zardoz. Zardoz. God help us all. <laughs> all right, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. My family's always been in meat. <laughs>